Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are on Chapter 9 of What Alice Found, and we're so close to freedom. We're so close. We got out We got out of the sewers into the ocean, and by my count, the ocean is freedom. So I don't know what the Episode 10 will be, just a calming reflection on the fun journey that we had. You have not read enough Melville, have you? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The ocean is a dark, terrible place full of death and revenge. Every episode, we have guests on to play through an escape room that Danny has created that is an audio escape room that's just mostly in her mind and also on a PDF on an iPad in front of her. Uh, and this episode, we have returning guests, the three hosts of Hey Riddle Riddle. It's Adel Rafai, JPC, and Erin Keefe. Welcome. Yay! Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Uh, it's so great to be here. Thank you for providing the flight. Uh, that was too kind. Yeah, Australia yes, it, it is beautiful. Took a, it took a lot behind the scenes to make that happen. Don't tell anybody that you're not a returning citizen. <laughs> if we're doing any sort of Melville, can JPC be Captain ACAB? <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> so it's been, what, two years since we last wow. had you on the show, and I assume the last year or so has provided you... Lots of time to get more escape room experience, oh, right? Oh, yeah, right. You've been mm -hmm. doing escape rooms every day. If you mm -hmm. call being stuck in your apartment an escape room uh, for a year. <laughs> There's just been a, a lot of failure at getting out. Every day is a two-hour puzzle to find my mental sanity. I will say that in the last year and a half, I've been in very few rooms that weren't my apartment, but every time I was in one of them, I did want to escape. <laughs> Felt very uncomfortable. Uh, wonderful. Was that is that our escape room experience question? That was my yes. I hey, I will say earlier today, I I JPC went hiking and my buddy James gave me an escape room board game. He was like, "You should play this board Which game." Which one? Okay, give me three seconds. Run! <laughs> I know he just hiked, but I'd like to see him run. There he goes. Hike! Hike faster! Hike faster! Uh, but as you know, Adel loves escape rooms. Oh yeah, so, I think I've done yeah. about I've done somewhere between seventy five and eighty, and I actually have done a few online nice. since quarantine. I've done mm -hmm. four or five, and it is it's interesting. It's interesting. JBC, we moved on. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, unlock epic oh, adventure. Oh yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah Greg, fun. Ooh, which one is that? Yeah, there's there's like I guess there's like three in each one, but it's uh oh gotcha. It's the seventh screening, the dragons, seven tests, and mission uh, zero seven. Oh my god, we haven't played Ooh, any of those. It's the seven themed box. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> seven themed box. Uh wonderful. So you were saying, Adel, you've done some uh online ones as well? I've done four or five online and there I did one that was phenomenal. Um it was like an evil dead themed one out of Seattle. And then I've done a few mm. that I did one from England that was pretty good with like an avatar, like somebody in the room with a camera on their head acting. Mm. So that was kind of fun. Oh yeah. And then oh, I did two or cool. three that were just kind of brutal. No offense. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure these people were trying very hard. It must have been so hard for so many people yeah. to just go, "Cool, we have this business. Yeah, how the hell do we change oh, this yeah. so that we can do the online thing?" Look, it's hard for us to feel feel sorry for every loser who didn't have the foresight to start a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know who are losers? People who own small businesses. Mm -hmm. Losers yeah. and moms nerds. and pops. <laughs> Should have been Amazon, dumbass. Good luck. <laughs> uh, well, that's our, that's our escape room experience question. Uh, the other thing is, obviously, uh, the other aspect of the show is that it's tabletop role-playing. And I know that you guys have some tabletop role-playing experience. Is there anything interesting that's happened in the last two years 
with a, with tabletop role playing in your lives? Uh, JPC are, and I are part of a weekly D and D campaign that's been going for I want to say four years, five years, S- almost six, almost six years, and we yeah. have transitioned. We've transitioned to playing during quarantine over Zoom, and that's been very enjoyable. We d- sometimes we do two times a week, um, but it's it's been a blast. So yeah, yeah. we use that's impressive Roll Twenty uh, to mm. to like play virtually, which it's honestly it's been pretty good. Like the Roll Twenty mm-hmm. system has has come a long way in the last few years and if you give Aaron mm. a cinnamon roll she will play with it she'll try and unravel it like mm-hmm. a, uh, or I'll like throw a... it across a desk and I'll be like that didn't work <laughs> um I am uh I just started well it's not my podcast but I'm on a new podcast that hasn't come out yet that is uh, <gasps> a D&D role-playing game and it is so fun and funny so far so that's re-entered mm. my life it's a secret that no one's allowed to have mm, you yes this is your taste if you want to find out more, go follow Aaron on Twitter. Yeah, here's your tease for it. I am very funny on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exceptional. Um, I'm sipping that tease. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, We're right, sorry. Wonderful. <laughs> well, uh, Danny, shall we get straight into it? Yeah, let's do this. Episode nine. Let's go. You and Leilani push your oars gently through the water in the harbor. It's an instinct by now. Do everything softly and quietly, making sure nobody will spot you. Even though you've practically gotten away, there's no point becoming complacent. It's hard to be quiet, though, when you've never wanted to ask so many questions. At least Leilani can answer some of them before you have to. No, no, you haven't been recorded your whole life, and they don't broadcast every little nasty detail, don't worry. But it is true that everyone was an actor. Uh, Well, not your parents, not professionally, but they did do quite a good job keeping the secret from you. But when it came to you getting married, uh, I suppose it hit me then just how wrong this all was. You might have been happy, but, well, it wouldn't have been real, so I started interfering. Got your boss to take you to an escape room so you could see what the cameras looked like. Put all those Jim Gotten's coffee triangles everywhere so you could get into the abandoned cinema. Goodness, what I wouldn't give for a coffee right now. I'm exhausted. Anyway, management didn't take long to catch on, so they sent the um, quote-unquote police after me. And what a mess that was when your chief friend locked you up. Uh, Luckily, the air vents were easy enough to break into. She keeps going, and it makes sense, yet it doesn't. Your brain hurts. You've never been more exhausted. Maybe all this stress is making you ill. Leilani's words fade out, and all you can concentrate on is the horizon. The skyline's filled with clouds. Regularly spaced, similar-sized, unmoving clouds. Uh, Hang on. Suddenly the open sea air doesn't feel quite as open as before. And then... Gagunk! The bow of your boat bumps into something. Leilani looks like she doesn't understand what's happening. Was that... And you look at her. I don't think this is a real way out. The horizon, the rest of the ocean outside of this harbour, diminishing towards the skyline, is a big painted wall. You press your hands against it and it doesn't even wobble. No. Leilani's eyes widen. I don't believe it. Me neither, you say. No, no, I mean, I don't believe it. I did so much research to get to this point. I know this world inside and out. There is an exit here from this harbour. We must just not be seeing it. You both look around. In your immediate area, there are only a few things of any note. 
Way back down the south end, there's the shore, which has a few things protruding from it. So this wall that you're up against is at the very north. Okay. Uh, immediately, we rip the boat in half and use each half as shoes so we can walk on water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I have, I have a plan for that. <laughs> back at the shore, first there's the underground exit that you came sailing out from. It's just a big old tunnel. Then there is a short wooden pier. Three fishing rods are currently sitting unmanned on it. Uh-oh. No, relax, Aaron. They're unwomaned as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Rod. 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 <laughs> Three rods waiting to be complimented. <laughs> I just got a new haircut. Does anybody love it? <laughs> And uh, also, uh, ew, there is also a small sewer pipe just above the waterline back there. Now, just deeper than where the pier ends, there are three large floating buoys. In, in your accent, I believe that's more buoys. But for us, it's three large floating buoys. And just beyond those, there are two boats. One a tall yacht, the other a small fishing boat. Some distance off to your right, you see something huge shadowing the water, and you think it looks like the wreck of a pirate ship? Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. And off to your left, uh, le- less cool, uh, th- that's a dorsal fin. Uh, maybe it's just a dorsal, no, no, that's a shark, that's definitely a shark. Alright, this is okay, I mean, you've got Leilani here to help you, and Leilani says, biting her lip, I'm afraid I might not be much help here. I can't exactly swim or clamber around with my ankle the way it is. So, okay, you can do this alone. That's no problem. You've got three brains. It should be fine. Perfect. Perfect. We're right where we want to be. Um, How about can we... Uh, so the boat we're in, we're still in a boat, right? That we came out through yes. the tunnel? Yeah. Is there any... No, you broke that in half and you turned it into boat shoes. Thank oh, you. That was a test, about. Bill, and you passed. <laughs> 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 boat shoes. Um, what is there anything in the boat with us as far as tools or anything? No. no. You've basically just got you and your oars. Okay. This is giving me a abandoned mini golf place <laughs> vibe. Am I wrong? <laughs> you know, well, the like sunken pirate ship for like... sure, yeah. All sorts of props. No, I get it. <laughs> Pirate ships. And you said there was a windmill, right? Um, can we can we uh, take our little boat and head over to the short wooden pier just to see? Is that is that where the three fishing rods are? Is there anything else? Yeah. So you head off towards the pier. There is a big sign at the entrance to that walkway that says Pier A to G, which is strange because it's one pier. It's made up of solid wooden planks, which are tightly built together. So tightly that you can actually see there's a piece of paper that has slipped through the gap between two of those planks, and it slid in, but even it is too fat to actually slide out again. It is. It looks like it's wedged pretty tight in there. And, of course, sitting on the pier, there are the three fishing rods, and there is a link to that image. Um. So let's see. The We got uh, orange, a blue, and a red. And only one of them has a, a bobber on it? Okay. The purple one. You take a bit of a closer look at what's going on with that, and the other two do have bobbers. They have just sunk way down under the water, so they just happen to naturally sit lower than the uh, other one. There's not tension on the line. 
No, no, it's just the natural way that it's. So it's not like one of your phone calls, JPC. There's no tension <laughs> on that line. Thanks, Adel. I'm sorry that's, I've been teasing you so That's much. my favorite fishing rod Stewart song, Tension on the Line. <laughs> Sexual tension on the fishing line. Uh, um, I noticed something. So uh, it says pier A through G, and there's enough like little wood planks uh, for each of them to have a letter. Nice. Which would mean uh, the fishing rods were on C, D, and G. It's like a little keyboard. Oh, my God. That's perfect because I have a Walkman, uh, or as you would know it, a portable CDG player. Oh! <laughs> uh, can we can we grab that piece of paper out of the dock? That that seems like it could be important. You try to get your fingers in there. They are just not able to pull it out. You're going to need something way thinner than fingers for that. I okay. say, this. It's f***ing broken. This thing sucks. <laughs> and that right now, I'm backing up my car, and that's what those beeps are. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We should take the purple um, rod, since it's the one without um, without tension, and we should maybe uh, reel that in and see what see what comes of that. You give it your best look. Uh, there's no fish, nothing on there. There are definitely some fish in this sea, but none of them are interested in these fishing rods. Everything about them, that's just how they were naturally sitting, apparently. Is there a hook on the end of the line? Oh, yeah. The... Are we able to take the fishing hook and wedge that into the crack to try and catch the note? Annoyingly, the fishing hooks are kind of blunt. They don't seem to do the job. Mm-hmm. At the end of each one of these fishing hooks, there's if we pull it out of the water, there's nothing attached. No, uh, correct. Okay. Um, the rest of these uh, bobbers is that what they're called? The lure. I have no idea. There's probably a more official word for boys, it. Boys, maybe we'll just call them that. <laughs> oh yeah, baby boys. boys. <laughs> little baby boys. Uh, are any of them different or distinct looking? Uh, or is just no? Okay, gotcha. They all look like they even came from the same shop. Mm. Got it. Although presumably, given that two of them are oh, under the water, they're probably then a they're bit probably Sinkers rather than floaters. Oh, mm. fair, fair. Mm. I think I might have a question. What's the distance mm. between the dock and the water? Like, is there any way to get underneath or reach underneath and to look? Theoretically, I suppose you could get a little bit underneath, but it looks like the paper is still going to have that problem. Cool. Could we use fishing line? Could we just uh, like uh, floss it, floss, floss it out, floss it out like t- t- dock teeth? <laughs> you know the phrase, dock teeth. You try that. Uh, the the fishing wire it doesn't seem to like get any traction against that paper. Okay. I think we should before we move on to a different area. I think we should we might as well pull up the orange and the red um, lines just Did to we? see what's on there. Yeah. Yeah, you give them a look. You don't see anything interesting about them. It's almost as if Aaron's very first instinct was exactly the right thing to pay attention to and everything else is filler. Okay, I'm going to need a sound bite of that. And I need I need it for so many things. All right, here we go. Aaron, you ready for your sound bite? Everything. Oh, sorry, that's a that's a bite sound. I, I, I'm sorry, that's old duck teeth. That's... <laughs> So, that's my, so that's my fault. Nothing here. It seems like this is just a piece of art that Bill wanted us to look at. Very good, Bill. Yep. Now, Beautiful. let's get to the game. Right. Okay, so uh, uh, B or C, D, and G. And a paper in between A and B. <laughs> maybe let's try, um, since it, it seems like this is maybe something we come back to once we have further information. Maybe we should take a look in the... So the sewer pipe that we see, that's where we came out of? So there's nothing... Yeah. Uh, so... There are two things. You came out of a uh, like a big version of an underground sewer. So you've got your underground exit, and then there's a really small, narrow sewer pipe beside it. Okay. Um, uh, Aaron and JPC, do you mind if our body, the three of ours bodies, heads over there? 
No, my my uh, part of the body heard pipe and is heading directly towards it. <laughs> uh, yeah, which one? Uh, baby gross sewer or big exit sewer? Baby. Think... Baby, baby, baby. Baby gross. Right. Okay, so... Yeah, this is the unpleasant one. It's the nasty, sludgy, smelly kind of pipe, but luckily it is small enough. There's no way you could actually climb inside this one, so you're going to remain mostly clean. Um, Still, you take a good look. It's not very pleasant, and it's not just kind of normal sewer pipe grossness. There is some kind of angry, twitching, grey fungus growing all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, there are bits and pieces of rubbish that have found their way in there, and the fungus seems particularly attached to that. In fact, right up the back, there's a particularly interesting-looking something. You can't make out exactly what it is, but it's bright yellow, a bit bigger than your hand, and it seems to be the fungus's absolute favorite thing. Mm. So we're going to head out. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we drown ourselves. Can, can, uh, is it within uh, grasping distance? Yeah, it does look like it'd be within grasping distance. Sure, so, but so if... we grab it with Addle's hand. Whatever oh, part of the body on. is Addle being controlled, yeah. that's the part we grab it with. Same. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the heart. Yeah you, yeah, you reach your hand forward, but it's like the fungus can sense your blood like it's a leech or something. It tries to reach out for you, and it is just too disgusting. You, you have to pull back. That's a big nope. Can we splash right, well... some water in there? Uh, you splash some water in there, but it's a sewer pipe that's it's got a tiny bit of water already in there. It seems like that doesn't bother it. Can we playfully splash the uh, mold and fungus to see if it like like treat it like a little kid <laughs> treat it like a kid brother yeah. in a pool? Yeah, it giggles just like that. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, I just have to say once again, this is not science. Stop trying to make everything science. Water <laughs> is not the to. answer. Okay, it's well, not it's the only science. movie I've ever seen. So what else am I supposed to do? What if we use the ore? What if we use that fishing rod, the fishing lure? Oh, that's smart. Mm. You try and you have a couple of things that you grab around. As soon as you try to put an object towards it, again, the fungus twitches a little bit. It's nasty. Senses that something is there. The instant you make a little bit of contact, it basically latches on and a cloud of the stuff looks like it starts multiplying. And again, you are worried. It is going to engulf whatever you have and you. So you come back really quickly and... You just dunk it in the ocean and try to scrub it off as best you can. Well, brunk this. The brunken thing's brunken roasted. <laughs> My hand's ruined. <laughs> Old mold hand refi over here. Let's try. Okay, let's go take a look at the three floating buoys. So they are big, enormous, and round and bobbing. And from a distance, you can see that each one has a flashing red light attached to the top to catch boaters' attention. Each one's flashing pattern is just a little bit different. Uh, The one closest to you, it just flashes twice in quick succession before pausing and then starting again. The next furthest out, three times before pausing. And the one furthest out, four times. Uh, Must be some specific water signaling thing that you don't really know much about. Yeah, probably not part of the puzzle, just the water thing. And uh, as you get closer, you can see that they have big words or letters painted on their bodies. And so you get right up close. The double flasher has the word storm painted on it. The triple flasher says white. And the quadruple flasher says wispy. Storm white wispy. Um, And just for JPC and Aaron, just my part of the triple brain wants to let you two know that on the pier where the letters are CDG, the missing letters would be ABE, which is Abe. So if we see a Lincoln or a $5 bill, um, please give a holler. 
And I would just like uh, to say... Our five dollar bills have the Queen of England on them, so... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Abe Queen. And that makes so much sense. I would like because to say also Because she's the for... queen of your country, right? <laughs> yeah, for your... She oh. is. For, for Adel and Aaron's benefit, because they obviously don't know this, uh, Storm, White, and Wispy are all flavors of Mountain Dew. So. Ah. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Should we head over to the to the yacht and just have a, some fun? Hmm. Oh yeah, let's 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 check out that yacht. Check out that smaller uh, fishing boat. Mm-hmm. All right, so off to the yacht first, and you don't need to be on board to know that this yacht it is a status symbol. Whoever owns it is announcing to the world that they are all kinds of rich. Its name is emblazoned on the side in a very fancy font, uh, Magnetus IV, Magnetus the Fourth. Thank you, Patreon donor Magnetus IV. Uh, this it was, it's a hard name to fit for a person, yeah. But for a super rich, sorry, you're boat. a boat. Hey, you don't know that that person's not a boat. Yeah, that could They're be a boat good, this who has some money to spend. Oh, did you guys ever read the Chris Claremont version of X Men where Magneto's a boat? <laughs> really interesting take. <laughs> it's not only a rich fancy boat; it's the fourth in a series of rich fancy boats. Apparently. It's narrow, it's sleek and tall. In fact, it's so tall, you can't even see over the edge to see what fancy things they've got on board, and you certainly can't jump on. All you can see way above your head, you obviously can see the sail, uh, and you can also see the side railing, which has little hooks studding it at intervals. You have to guess, I don't know, maybe it's used for holding up the rich people's fishing rods, maybe it's used for like stringing up lights, you're not really sure. Uh, I think we go back to the tiny little sewer tunnel. We grab as much as that mold on the tip of a fishing rod, <laughs> and we immediately throw it on board on the yacht and just scream, "Eat the rich!" Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's wreck this their property. It's a for some mold. <laughs> what? Hey, what about this little fishing boat that's right next to the yacht? Yeah. Or is it next to the yacht, or is it just in the sea as well? Yeah, in my picture, it was pretty close to the yacht, but that's just because I was trying to condense the whole ocean into a small square. So, Aren't we all? Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's probably a little bit far away, but, you know, nothing crazy. You pull your dinghy up by the side of the fishing boat, and that one, that's easy enough to hop aboard. It's uh, it's pretty sparse on here. This boat, it just has a tiny deck and an even smaller roof section, and there's not really that much to note. Uh, Tied up tightly to the side of the deck, there's a net that's been cast down into the water. And uh, you peek into the covered area, and you find an equipment box with a transparent lid and you see that there is a rather large knife inside. However, that box is locked, and with a bit of an unusual lock, it resembles a set of piano keys, two full octaves. Here we go. This is where CDG is going to come into play. Here we go. So here's what we want to do. Do we have uh, six piano keys? Uh, You have two full octaves of piano keys, so that would be, what, 14 white notes? What am I, Dr. Music? What is octaves? (laughs) As in, you'll have have C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, You'll have all seven letters twice. Does anybody here play piano? Uh, One lower. Not anymore. Yeah, can we just try to play... um, Heart and Soul? Yeah, can we... (laughs) Do, do, do... uh, Can we do C, D, and G? Can we try that first? You can. Now, the thing is, there are two octaves on here, meaning that there are two sets of Cs, Ds, and Gs. One low, one high. Can we try each? You try pressing all of the low ones. Nothing seems to happen. You try pressing all the high ones. Nothing seems to happen. Can we do hmm. some, Can we try doing the combos? Two lows, one high. 
Two highs, one low. You could. There are a few combos yeah. uh, to work with for that. So maybe there's a specific one that you can look maybe. for. Maybe. Oh. You should solve a puzzle. <laughs> but then I have to do something. So so I, I think the three of us are, are woefully ignorant. Um, with the you do not have to know a crazy amount of music for this. Well, All right, well, I, let's see. I, I, I think gonna... we have. I think we have one. Oh, I, I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an Please, idea. Aaron. Because of the um, bobber, the high one would be the uh, D, mm-hmm. um, and then the C and the G would be the low. Low ones. notes. Per- brilliant, Aaron. Brilliant. You play that. The notes ring out, the lock clicks open. I grab the knife and, and I stab myself. I'm a musical genius. <laughs> I stab the JPC leg. <laughs> I cut off the arm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're flopping around deck. Um, and I'm awesome. the heart. So, so, this is going to make episode 10 so much harder. <laughs> so uh, we have a transparent lid and a large knife. Can we? Is there a way for us to pull up the net on this small boat to see if there's anything in the net? Yeah, absolutely. You drag the net out of the water and you let the contents spill out onto the deck. A dozen fish flop out, or, well, actually, half a dozen fish flop out, and half a dozen fish clunk out. What the? Wait a second, these fish are fake. They're a prop like everything else in this stupid world. Uh, It's extra weird because you can definitely see real fish in the water, and just this net managed to not catch any of them, uh, even though these fakes look quite similar. The production team went to a lot of effort to make these things appear real. They just didn't make them feel real. The soft ones, so half of them are made from thick but soft rubber, and half of them are made from very hard ceramic. You're lucky none of them broke. Uh, Each fish is different, and also helpfully, each one has a species labeled in small letters on the side. And once again, there's a picture of all the fish you found. And for people listening at home, there's a link to this image in the show notes below. Have a look at these fish. Well, when I see the fish, I say, well, these fish are obviously fakes, and I raise my head to, I want to say God, and demand my money back. JPC, do you mind describing the picture? Yeah. Would, would you, oh, would you oh, describe the mind. picture? He no, I do mind. mind. <laughs> I do okay, mind. so it's um, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 fish, like you said, and then there's, there's I, I don't know on other people's computers how this is going to show up, but one kind of looks like a violet color, and then there's some that are kind of a light blue, and it seems like it's half and half. And then it's uh, it, on the left side, it goes purple, blue, 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 purple, purple. And on the right side, it goes blue, purple, blue, purple, purple, blue. And then there's writing on the fish and they're all different sizes. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it says blue equals rubber and then purple equals ceramic. Can we take a lar- the large knife and can we just tinker around with taking autumn frog knot one of the rubber fish and just see if we can kind of cut cut that bad boy open sorry that bad boy open this knife has the sharpest narrowest finest blade that you can imagine so uh yeah it will open that fish right up and inside uh there's some you find a rubber fish bladder they they worked hard to make this thing oh okay <laughs> um interesting interesting Okay. Um, so when when you say that this is a sharp thin blade, what do we think it's uh sharp enough and thin enough to uh go through a deck? Maybe to get a little piece of paper? I'd say that it probably could and if not it can just cut the dang deck. Uh but yeah, you <laughs> give it a go. The tip of the knife, it fits straight between those blades and it gets enough traction on the paper that it can be wheedled out. Uh, you're careful not to let it slip and fall into the water. 
and you take a look. Doesn't sound like me. Looks no. <laughs> it looks a bit like directions, maybe. Oh, and while I'm holding the knife in, in Adel's hand, uh, I set the knife down and I pick up one of the rubber fish and I look. I make direct eye contact with Danny and I say, "Is this a knife?" <laughs> And I wait patiently, mm-hmm. and I wait, from the and movie, from I, I look hopeful, I look hopeful. Oh, that, that movie never made it here. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect excuse. You should say that about everything. Uh, and so there is a link for everybody for this uh, mysterious note from the peer, uh, but you can peer at it yourselves uh, and describe it for our audience at home. So what we see here is we see directions. That there's a start circle. There's an arrow pointing north uh, east to another circle that's blank. Then there's a large open area that says then, uh, comma, follow the lights. I assume the lights are what was attached to the buoy, the blinking, the blinker, blinking boys. And then at the end is a, um, in the far northeast corner is a circle that says finish. And it's F-I-N-N-I-S-H, like the nationality. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. It is not. (laughs) So we take these fish, we make some smarbrod. And uh, let's see here. Okay. I'm the smarbrod old man. (laughs) Smokes fish. (laughs) Smokes fish. Should we, can we take a look at this wreck of a pirate ship? Oh, yeah. So it looks like a, okay, you get closer and it doesn't look so much like an authentic pirate ship. It looks more like a small modern sail ship that, you know, was specially designed to look like it's an old one. Uh, It's not that many meters down, but it's lying and it's, sunk so that the bow is tilted down so you can't see most of the interesting features. In fact, way down the bottom, you also think you spot a hole in the hull, probably wide enough to swim into, but you cannot tell like how far inside the ship that goes. Are we are we getting our hair wet, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? You can't be too precious about these things. So you hop off the side of the dinghy and you dive down. But before you start reaching the interesting parts of the wreck, something happens. Something feels wrong. Your ears pound. And the area around your eyes starts to burn. You try to swim a little further down, but then your whole head gives a big warning throb. It is trying to tell you this is a bad idea. So you resurface. You're gasping. You clutch your face, trying to find the source of the pain. And Leilani looks over and says, Oh, what happened? Oh, no. I know that look. That's your sinuses, isn't it? All the stress you've been under, you've probably caught a bug. Your immune system hasn't been able to shake it off. Oh, you'll have to be careful. If you're feeling blocked up, you can't dive. Your eyeballs explode. Or your ears. One of the two. I can't remember. And now that she says it, you realize you have been feeling not so great today. You just assumed it was all emotional, but maybe it isn't. Pain. I mean, the people who are watching you can't have known that would happen. Right? (laughs) Leilani stresses me out. Yeah, honestly, I'm calling witch on Leilani because she said all that stuff and then I felt it and I, it feels like a curse that she's put on me intentionally. She's stressing me out. This was a big discussion in episode eight where they met Leilani, the discussion of how much you should she trust was a stressful or... presence. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So Aaron and JPC, I believe we've explored everything except for the dorsal fin that might yeah. be a shark. I am. I imagine that might be like a prop to scare us off from ever trying to swim to the edge so i i feel like this could be end game if we're eaten alive but we could also tip it over and there could be a, a clue under there well, well what about the wall did we explore the wall all the way yet the, oh and, fair enough and we did not. where we came from we didn't go to yeah so. and plus mm-hmm. the shore as well so you want to yeah. take that again hot shot with we've explored everything <laughs> on the list <laughs> 
Uh, what should we do first then, JPC? Dorsal fin's good with me. Okay, hot shot. <laughs> It's close by. You steer your boat towards that dorsal fin, but not too Mm. close. You don't want to attract its attention. You can see it's got a big, gaping, wide open mouth. Uh, It's actually quite easy to avoid because it's swimming in a fairly consistent circle. Uh, In fact, make that a very consistent circle, Mm. almost like it's on a set path. Oh, it's a shark with OCD. Yeah, Leilani frowns at it. Surely they wouldn't but you kind of think that they have. Uh, it looks very much like someone paid for a robotic shark to patrol the water, maybe to frighten you off doing exactly what you're doing right now. Yep. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem that scary now, does it? Although, on second thought, those sparks coming off it, a patch of skin near the gills has been scraped off by something, leaving a gash that shows some of the inner mechanics. You can see one very large, very round gear that's barely hanging onto its shaft, and it's causing the whole beast to give off alarming amounts of electrical surges. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Oh. Okay. What can we use that for? Interesting. Interesting. Would the electricity perhaps... My only thought is maybe electricity would help scare off or kill that fungus yeah. that's, that's protected. Or make it stronger. Or make it knows? stronger. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> Uh, whenever I'm in a lab and I put electricity in a petri dish, it usually doubles. Um, what happens if we take the knife and stab the electricity? That's gonna yeah. work, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, that's a very frightening idea. This is why you uh, guys you... are not the brain. <laughs> yeah, you get close to it. Some sort of instinct just tells you this knife is the solution to everything. But as soon as you get close, all the hairs on your arms stand up on end, and you, uh, yeah, you you understand that it's not great. Should do it anyway. Mm. Yeah. What if, uh... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we have this electrical like, yeah. current that I don't know helps us, especially right now. And you know what also we haven't talk, like figured out yet is the yacht and what those hooks are for and mm-hmm, why. That's mm-hmm. another thing that's like... Well, if my study of Blues storm, Traveler is anything, I think that the hook brings you back. Okay, well, what about the bridge? <laughs> oh, uh, Blues Traveler doesn't use a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, uh, let's let's check out the wall. Why don't we check out the wall? Yeah. Check out the shore. Check yeah, out no, everything yeah. that we haven't checked out yet, and then we can make some decisions. So, uh, first of all, the shore itself, you know that the exit that you're looking for is somewhere in this harbor. The shore itself, it goes back to fake civilization. So you are more interested in the stuff that was coming off the shore than the shore itself. There's nothing there. Okay. All right, now, going back to this wall, up close, it's a lot more obvious that it's not the real horizon and you feel kind of silly that you fell for it as long as you did. Damn. As as far as you can tell, it stretches on in all directions, left, right, up, down, blocking you from the real outside world completely. Is this even really seawater? Nah. You sigh, you give the fake clouds a dirty look. Stupid clouds, they don't look real at all. They're in a uniform pattern going all the way up, left and right, I mean, not down, though. The wall goes down into the water. It wouldn't make much sense for clouds to be there, so the pattern is different under there. Uh, But here, final picture coming in is what you can see of the clouds above the water. And again, for people at home, you have this image, and you can... Is this the last image? Oh, probably. Getting them out quickly? Aaron, do you mind describing this image? Um, Yeah, it's still loading for me. No, Aaron, that's that's the image. No, no, uh, it couldn't possibly be... (laughs) A Google Drive screen. Oh, okay. So it is... Um, (laughs) 
It has like no, a light blue Aaron, background. Please describe the image. Aaron, I'm come trying. on. Aaron, describe okay, the image. It is this a light is a layup. blue background with clouds. Some are dark, some are light, some are medium. I think this is a, if I'm not mistaken, this is like a one for one, like the note we found on the pier. So we start at the one dark cloud in the far southwest. Yeah. And that's, that's, this is going to be our map to follow the clouds, perhaps. Yeah. So it's like a start. It's in the exact same spot. It's like the okay. I'm playing this on piano in my head too. I'm not sure <laughs> anybody else's. We that, just to be dun, safe. Dun, that's a great idea. Clouds and fish. So it's actually not the bottom <laughs> corner cloud. It's the one diagonally right from the bottom corner. It says uh, it says start and it points to the one that would be like if we're if you're looking at the image. And mm -hmm. you start with the bottom dark corner. If you go directly diagonal to that, mm -hmm. it's another dark cloud. It seems like that would be the start. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you spend a bit of time looking at this, and you sort of go, well, great, even if I figured out how this map related to the clouds, which you're right, it definitely looks like it does, this is just a wall. There's nothing to really interact with up here in this, like, above the water here. So you don't really know what this would do. Perhaps there's more. Look, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I oh, doubt it. I doubt storm, that there's Storm, white, and wispy. Oh, there's storm clouds, there's white clouds, and there's wispy clouds. Yeah. Yeah, so it's two for storm, three for white, and four for wispy. So that would be the follow, then follow the light. So if we start on a storm cloud, we want to move two storm clouds, is that right? So that would be southeast and then northeast. Does that make sense? Is that what we're doing? Is kind of following... Yeah, and again, it feels like maybe there's some further information that could clarify it a bit better. No, okay. no, 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 need, no need. We'll bumble around. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, uh, am, I being, am I being weird? Or... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so maybe maybe let's look around a little more. So uh, are we? should we hang out more at the wall until we figure something out, or should we move along? Let's move along. So... I believe that that's the last thing that we have not explored, correct? Still one more thing. Uh, uh, the tunnel we the tunnel we came through? Came from, yeah. Mm. And you're right, that wall could be looked at in different ways okay. uh, a little more. But yeah, back to that underground exit. You can't go very far back into the passage you came from because the force of the water coming out is just too much. That said, uh, you grab onto the side and you look around the very end. On the left side of the concrete, you spot a circular indent, maybe around the size of a tea saucer. And right next to that, you see a little button. You reach out and press it, I assume. Of course. Of course. Yeah. What we, we press it practically before we register it as a button. <laughs> uh, nothing happens. That's. What? I mean, that's you, you half expect it. Yeah, it's buttons um, in this world. The shark didn't turn off or anything? Uh, you look over. No, it didn't. Mm. Ugh. Rude. Uh, so yeah, you've got that indent button right next to it. Uh, you look over at the right wall and you see some writing quite close to the water level in hasty black ink. You're surprised it's survived this long. And there are three lines. The beast puffs her chest. A sly tail flick to distract. A bite, a slash, death. That's a haiku. Five, seven, five. Uh, okay, so the beast puffs her chest, a sly tail flick to distract, a bite, a slash, dot, 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 death. Um, 
Hmm. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah, my thought is it correlates to either the shark or the fish. There's three lines. Haiku. Hmm. While we, while we let this marinate, can we grab the transparent lid that we found in that lockbox? Mm-hmm. Um, and take a closer look at that in terms of like, does that lid look like it fits on that indent with the button? Or does it look like it might go over the gear that's sparking on the shark? Uh, if only. It's just a rectangular lid. It doesn't look like anything special. It was just to tantalize you with view of the knife. Hmm. Hmm. That said, while you're sort of going between the underground exit and the shark, you do notice a bit of similarity between the size of the shark's sparky gear and that indent in the wall. Oh, great. So we go back to the shark and we... Um... Hmm. Power through. <laughs> we power through. We grab two of the rubber fish so that we're grounding ourselves. We grab. Nope. Oh. Nope. nope. <laughs> it seems Adeline, like genuinely a... worried for your safety now. <laughs> it seems like such a good idea, but annoyingly, Aaron, um, Aaron, our even safety. with your attempts, <laughs> even with your attempts at gutting the fish, they do not cover your hands thoroughly enough. But oh, I do. God. Thank you, Danny. I do cut the two of the rubber fish open and wear them on our hands. Because that's fine. They are a very poor fit. Okay. This is when I start to get quiet because I'm my brain starts to hurt. Because Aaron, thinking. so far you've been an absolute rock star. You've solved many a thing. Yeah. Um, Remember that. So just do it again. Okay, so just do yeah, it again. Yeah. Just keep doing it. God, it's so hard being the genius that carries this podcast. Which means that if you do have to jump out before the show is over... I don't think they're escaping. Yeah, we're screwed. Without you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I will say the last line of the haiku, a bite, a slash, death, does accurately describe Guns N' Roses. <laughs> um, okay, the so... beast puffs her chest. A sly tail flick to distract. So on these, I, I think we mentioned this before, but on the fish, there's uh, mm-hmm. two words on each fish, one up top on the on the sort of dorsal and one on the underbelly such as scalpel, and then on the bottom, globe surfer, blanket, skyloper, skylooper, so... Do we feed these fish to the shark? Does the shark... Maybe there's specific fish that the shark will eat? Yeah, I, um, I was trying to think about, like, letters of the alphabet for the fish. The other thing is some of the fish, the bottom word is, like, hand grabber, like, two words put together, mm-hmm. but, like, some of the, one of them is just lurker, and one of them is vigilante, which are not like spotlighter, thread thief, burn breath, hand grabber. So I'm not sure if that is something yeah. that will matter. I'm sure this is nothing, but I will say with the one fish that says refrigeration and underneath it says lurker, lurker has the word lure in it, L-U-R-E, which is mm. what you use to catch a fish. But I, that's, I think I might be seeing <laughs> things where there's mm. nothing. It's not a bad idea to go through and see if any of these fish, fish catch your eye as far as well, their names go. Okay, let's see what fish uh, is attractive to us. Um, yeah. Helicopter hand grabber, kettlebell thread thief, calendar vigilante, excavating spotlighter, horizon burn breath. No. Horizon? We see a horizon. Hmm. So there is like things correlating to sky, like sky looper, horizon, helicopter. These all have to do with the sky. Um, Skylooper, yeah. But then yeah, I'm not looking sh- for things that are relevant to your situation could be handy. Sand scoop, decongestant, sinuses, telegraph, sand scoop. Was there sand on the beach? Oh, do we use some of these for the pirate ship or something? Well, let's use the decongestant mm-hmm. to clear our sinuses. So we pick up the fish, the rubber fish that says mm-hmm. decongestant, and we cut that open. Mm-hmm. 
you do so, there's just more rubber inside annoyingly. We eat it and our sinus is clear? That makes sense. <laughs> you feel, your, your sinuses feel sadder. Oh, no. So much sadder. Um, uh, I hate to ask, but could you please start rewarding some of our more innate <laughs> ideas? <laughs> And I'm also going to need a soundbite of that. If you get the I, I, I gave you bad fish gloves. That's, that's true. I mean, I, I, I will say that if uh, some of these truly crazy ideas don't start bearing fruit. You never fruit, know. We're going to stop having them. And yeah. that's going to be, we're gonna be s- on you. Danny, if you don't help us out and, and help, help us out, we're going to start making listenable content. Is that what you want? <laughs> Is that what you want? Uh, you owe us nothing. We are a nightmare. And kick us out anytime. Can we take the ceramic fish that says Horizon on it, and can we put that on mm-hmm. the wall that has the Horizon painted on it, and see if anything happens? Uh, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Let's fight and tell. This is just a big, interestingly decorated wall. Okay, so my next question is, what are we missing? And that question is to Adel. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe we should start asking for hints because I feel. So I think Danny said to look, take a look at the fish and see if any words. Um, connect or anything you did a good you did a good job at that already it was less something that you could do now and more just something maybe to be interested in what what i'll say is there's a couple of things that you found where there's been like one issue that needs to get overcome right like in the sewers you can't get that stuff you want because there's fungus the shark you maybe want to grab that gear but there's electricity electricity. and you slapped away fish hands and you slapped away fish hands uh the the sunken ship the issue was you're all congested and clogged up, so diving is hurting your head. Mm-hmm. And then there's this yacht, which presumably has a deck that could be interesting, but there's no way up onto the yacht. At the moment, those are sort of some things you've looked at where there's Wait, didn't we... a, a solution. Well, didn't a, we lot these, a lot no, of these... No, go ahead, Adol, please. A lot of these have words that would help. So helicopter would help us see the pirate ship from above. Excav- <laughs> excavating would help us find the yellow thing at the back of the cave to dig through that. A decongestant would help with our sinuses. So a lot of these things would help, but I just don't know what to do with the fish. Could do we, we turn, have... Oh, could we turn the rubber fish into like a rock climbing wall on the side of the ship? <laughs> That's it. That's the solution. <laughs> uh, you do, do, it, it feels like climbing is nice, but the fish do, are not very good handholds. Do we have um, the, uh, the, the net? We like pulled up a net, correct? That's, what the, the old net. That's what the fish were in. Can we throw yeah. the net onto the hooks of the ship and then use that to scale the yacht? Nice. Ah. So you yes. you take your knife, you cut the uh, net free, and you take it back over to the yacht, you toss it up, it catches onto a nice couple of one, those James. hooks. What, what, are, what are the odds? Hmm. 100%. You give it a couple of experimental tugs and it seems to hold, so you begin to climb up. Behind you, Leilani says, Ah, sorry, points to her ankle. I mean, fair enough. You reach the deck, and ew, this is not just a rich people boat. It is a rich people party boat. Okay. It's very much set out like that. And of all of the decorations and bits and pieces, two things in particular catch your eye. First off, there is a mini fridge, and second, there is a boom box. So mini fridge goes with, um, there's a fish that says refrigeration. So we put the refrigeration fish in the mini fridge. Well, sadly, uh, you take a closer look at this mini fridge. First off, it is definitely locked. It's also old, which is a surprise. Nothing aboard the Magnetus IV looks old, uh, but this one's almost an antique. It also it has the word food labeled on it, mm. which is helpful. 
You take a look at the lock, and the buttons to open it, you expect to see just the numbers 0 to 9, but instead there are little pictures of animals. Aww. A different animal on each one. We kiss each button. Interesting. Yeah, Alright, you kiss a few of them. It looks like you could press uh, four of them before the lock resets. Okay. And it looks like uh, the order that you kiss them in matters. So the animals that you see, you've got a leopard, a swan, a fish, a dog, a cricket, a rabbit, bear, cow, gazelle, and wolf. I think the beast puffs her chest might be a wolf. Would these correlate to the animals? A sly tail flick to distract, a bite, a slash death. So these might be like a bear might bite and slash and you die. The, these, the haiku might relate to the, to the animal puzzle, but mm. there's only three lines in the haiku and there's four buttons. Mm. Uh, if you'd like to look at this boombox, yeah. please. Uh, it's a it's a legit boombox. It is ready to play. There is a song already in there. And beside it is a catalog of music sorted by genre. And they have a lot of genres to choose from. Ooh. And along with the animal list, Billy's going to give you the link to that music. And that is the final link. The final link. See if you can find where a typo that I made invented a new genre. <laughs> Ooh, cool. Oh, I can't wait to find this. Okay, so we have a list of music. It's in three different columns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it... It is all real except for my typo one. Is Doomcore the typo? I don't know what that is, but apparently not. Doomcore? No, that says Doomcore, my man. Oh, Doomcore, okay. No, that's real. Um, is... This relates to the animals. Is it the order, like, first letter or something? So there's 12 uh, musical genres in each column, and there's mm-hmm. three columns, uh, which, back of the envelope, we're looking at 36 musical genres, which, by the way, <laughs> props to coming up with 36 musical genres. Okay, so Scalpel is definitely a thrash metal band. 35 and one that didn't really exist. Yeah, that's true. Sand Scoop is probably pop. Helicopter is probably um, soft rock. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> JPC and Aaron, do we think this haiku relates to the list of animals? Because a bite, a slash death is probably a bear. A sly tail flick to distract would probably be a fish. If something's uh, chasing a fish, it might flick its tail. I don't know. I, yeah, it feels it, yeah. possible, but maybe a little bit of a stretch okay. for some of that. It didn't feel to me like that, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess that the animal doesn't relate to the haiku. So what is mm. the hi- the haiku? So there's three lines of the haiku. There's three columns in the music. So that might be something. Can we hit play on the boombox? Absolutely. Uh, one of your favorite early 2000s pop songs starts playing. So pop. Okay. It's not blasting, but it's certainly not quiet. And this thing has one hell of a bass. The whole deck is pulsating. It's so emphatic you can feel it in your heartbeat. You look over the edge and you see little ripples forming on the surface of the water. Down in the dinghy, Leilani sees you looking and peeks over the side as well. Listen, that's something, she comments. Your music is vibrating through the water and it is doing a number on the fish. Hmm. A lot of them are scared but there's one type here that's coming towards it. (gasps) Which one is that again? Ah, it's a, um, I think it's called a spinning poppy. Yeah, it's a little fish, but they seem to love it. I could reach down and scoop one up. It wouldn't even notice. So the pop attracted the spinning poppy. 
So we have to assume that each fish will, if there, is there more music on the tape? We fast forward the tape to see if there's more music. Uh, it just plays more 2000s pop. So it's just aqua. So what kind of fish do we need to get mm. to swim to the surface? Um, but there's no other music on the tape. Beats, it's all puffs pop. Beats, chest. Well, you do have a catalog beats, of music. Chest. Oh, that, w- that we can play. Oh, yes. You can oh, play any okay. of those genres. I see. I thought, I, okay, Death. I see, I see. Death. Um, so scalpel globe surfer. Globe surfer would probably be like international. Is there some sort of international music? Well, is there a fish that you're looking for in particular? What fish do you think might solve your problem? The decongestant rock eater, for sure. So let's play some rock. We we hit a hard rock. Just a soft rock. All right. Well, yeah, actually. What do you reckon? Soft rock or hard rock? Do you have any reason for why one might be better than the other? Um, I guess soft rock. Because well, of... soft rock sucks and hard rock is cool, <laughs> so I do would say hard, hard rock. rock. Well, rock eater suggests a rock is hard, right? Well, if you're going to eat a rock, if I was going to eat a rock, I'd want it to be soft, honestly. I'm not, there I, is something that can make you certain of which one you want, and it's probably a good idea to be certain because, as you've seen, other fish kind of flee from the wrong music, so mm, you don't want to mm-hmm. scare them off. Uh, so s- and uh, it's not on this list, but the other one you know that has rock in its name is called the uh, Yacht Sinker, so mm. you want to be careful. Um, okay, okay. I mean, it's not on this list either, but I think that we should do Yacht Rock, uh, because uh-huh. we are on a yacht. <laughs> it came from somewhere down in the ocean. <laughs> so there's something that can help us decide. I'm going to say that that something is pure arrogance, and I select, uh, hold on. Let's see. So there's Hard Rock and Soft Rock. Hard Rock. Soft Rock. Just do Soft Rock. I mean, I will say Hard Rock was a restaurant and you could eat at the hard rock adult yeah <laughs> um boy oh boy okay 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 hold on hold on the rubber is soft and the ceramic is hard so oh, there you the go decongestant should nice be soft rock. soft rock yep soft nice rock. one japes you open up the collection of soft rock music and you pick your favorite you pop it in the boom box and press play this one is louder than the pop song even more bass though it's a slower more mellifluous kind you stick your head over the edge, and Leilani's doing the same. And she says, ooh, the spinning poppies didn't like that. They have scattered. And you look, and you can see that happening as well. And they seem to be scattering like in the direction of out, like towards the wall. And you sort of laugh and go, ah, they're going to bump into it. They don't, though, which is curious. But then your attention is distracted by Leilani going, oh, wait, wait, there's another kind coming. Are these... Oh, these are the ones that were in the fishing boat, weren't they? Decongestant rock eaters. Oh, they're so close. I could just reach out and... And she does. <gasps> she grabs a real-life fish out of the ocean. And we open... And goes, ooh, that is quite a smell that this one has. Oh, it's giving off some kind of oozy slime as a defense mechanism. Have a look. And she hurls the fish up at you. We open our mouth and, and swallow it. No. Yeah. We, we, snort, cool. we snort a line of that fish for yeah. sure. I, I have in my notes that you try to avoid getting hit in the face, but okay, nope, you get hit right in the face and Ooh. it bounces back Classic into the us. water. Okay, we eat it. But that ooze is all over your face and you inhale it and it is like someone has power cleaned your nostrils. We dive into that hole, into the pirate ship. <laughs> all right. You, with your sinuses this clear, you are confident. So you get back in the dinghy, you paddle towards the wreck, you jump down. You kick your way down past the battered stern of the old ship and towards the interesting parts right at the bottom. Okay, first, that hole in the side. You peer in, and there's a small storeroom. It's completely empty except for one device. 
You grab it and you surface to take a look. It is a small oxygen tank, complete with a breathing tube. It seems to be full and functional, except that the tube has been quite badly damaged. It's got little lacerations all through it, so there's no way it's going to keep water out. And you leave that with Leilani. You take one more dive, just in case there's anything you missed. Uh, you head down, down, even closer to the bow. You notice that there's a name on the side of this ship. It's the Magnetus II. Oh, okay, so this is one of the earlier versions. That's what happened to it. Uh, you reach the very bottom. You find the front of the ship. And there is a very elaborate figurehead carved into it. It's quite something, even in its old age. It's a female sort of human figure. It's got some distinctly predatory features about it, though. Uh, she has teeth that are just like a shark's. She's got a body that's kind of reptilian. It reminds you of the lizards in your garden at home. She's got uh, eagle talons for nails, and there's a lion's tail swishing around behind her. So this is our haiku. So we scream in her ear haiku. Yeah. Why would you do that? I've been sleeping for years under the sea. Uh, that doesn't happen. Oh, man. Can we take that figurehead? That's in the that's in the Magnetus too. Yes, it is, and it's it's you know stuck to the front of it, so it's not really going anywhere. We can we recite the haiku underwater to see if anything happens? It's not very effective. Where did we find the haiku? It was in the water in the cave at the water levels. Uh, in in the underwater exit, mm. uh, underground exit. Uh, you know how the fish swim to the wall, and it seemed like it was going to hit it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to mm. want to dive under that wall. I think. For sure. So we'll need that oxygen tube. Would you like to would you like to take a look at that sort of area now? Yes, please. Yeah. Alright, so you go back over to the wall and you dive down to closely examine the underwater part of it. And like I said, the pattern of clouds obviously doesn't go this far. You saw what you thought was just more pattern on the wall, but as you get right up close to it, you see that is not a pattern. What you see is eight circular tunnel entrances Mm. all in a line and they look pretty deep and when you tell leilani what you found she says that's gotta be it surely they lead to the real outside or you know one of them i i don't like to think about what could happen if we pick the wrong one Mm. um i don't i don't want to burst your bubble leilani but we're definitely picking the wrong one (laughs) (laughs) so we we already got on top of the Magnetus 4, so we don't need that. Is there anything else on the fish that we the, need? No. There is still the fridge There's, the fridge there, there's still yeah. the fridge. So it's maybe... Got a, it's got a four combo lock with animals. Okay, so I'm going to close the fish. We're done with that. So fridge has animals. We can press four. So that woman had the tail of a lion. The lion's not on here. Um, no, I think the the woman is going to relate to the, the haiku. haiku. And then I know that. The, but also remember, I know that, but I'm. Just did you remember what else the fridge? Uh, what other features the fridge had besides the animal lock? It said food. So maybe, so maybe these are what what humans would eat. So a fish, a rabbit, a cow, or maybe it's mm. maybe it's predators. So leopards a predator, bear, wolf, and dog. So we try leopard, dog, bear, wolf. Nothing happens. We break the fridge. <laughs> uh, correction: This fridge is already broken. It didn't work. <laughs> Well, I mean, it definitely works, but it it was kind of old and rusty, like much older than the Magnetus 4. So it was on the Magnetus 2 that sank. Could be, could be, could be. Oh, okay, wait. 
So Magnus Two always found there was the oxygen tank and then the figurehead, but we said the figure mm-hmm. the figurehead obviously relates to the uh, haiku, but the figurehead had a tail of a lion and there's no lion on here. So she has four things that aren't on that aren't animals listed. Oh, it's like it's what they eat. It's what those animals eat. So it's like a gazelle. Um, lion would eat a gazelle. A, a eagle would eat a rabbit. Or a fish. Yeah, rabbit mm-hmm. probably. So can you re- repeat the order of them? Well, the order is just as you look at. That's just we're just that's going just top down to the order. The, her teeth are shark teeth. Her body is a lizard's body. Her tail, well, yeah, her tail is a lion's tail. Her her talons are that of an eagle. Okay, so we try fish, cricket, rabbit, gazelle. Gazelle. It doesn't work. There must be something more to this order. Okay, so maybe um uh the order of the uh, haiku. The beast puffs her chest, so that would probably no. the beast puffing her chest would probably be an eagle. Uh, beast. Well, which part of the figure of the of the chest? What's her oh, chest? Oh, okay. So it's uh, it will go. Uh, um, what was uh, her chest? I forget. Her chest. Which one was which? Body of a lizard. Okay, lizard. so cricket. Talons of cricket, an eagle. Cricket, gazelle, uh, uh, fish, fish, and then rabbit. Uh, rabbit. You press those buttons in order, and the fridge door swings hey, open. Did it. Yeah. Again, I know Erin has to leave now. I'm a little concerned about how this is going to go without her. Yeah. The last couple of steps. <laughs> I'm really tall, and I'm really smart. You're just, <laughs> I, you're just destroying it right now. Erin, check in tomorrow. We'll still be here. Yeah, it's sort of <laughs> killing me that I have to go. I am so, so sorry. I scheduled too many things at once. Do that. Okay, I am so sorry about this. I'm All so right. embarrassed. Erin has to go. Suddenly, your heart gives out. No. Uh, a third <laughs> yes. of your brain starts to fail. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, wonderful. See you later, Thank Aaron. you so much. All right. Now. Now that that dweeb's gone, we let's need get that the real show brain. started. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this off with two-thirds of a brain opening a fridge. And I think I uh, understand exactly what happened to that third of a brain, because as you open this fridge... What you find is what no yacht party is good without, alcohol. Mm. Way too much alcohol, way too strong. You give it a sniff and um, it's the kind that is more on the clinical antibacterial side than the moderately safe to consume side. This is great. We dump this on the fungi. All right. You grab one of the bottles. You get down off the yacht. You go back to the sewer tunnel. You unscrew it and you start pouring all over that fungus. And as soon as it makes contact, that fungus, it looks like it's almost sizzling and trying to shrink away (laughs) into the crevices of the pipe. Yes. Until it is all gone. And what is left behind? Oh, that's weird. It's a cut open rubber fish. Uh, nope, sorry, my mistake. It's an actual pair of rubber gloves. <laughs> mm. And so, so after rude. we dump the uh, the alcohol on the mold and it dies or the fungus, then we, we say one for you, and then we take a little swig ourselves, and we say one for us. And that's where yep. the Aaron part of the brain went. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Okay, we we gotta get those gloves. We gotta get that gear. Throw those bad boys on. Go over to that gear. Mm-hmm. Pull it right out of that shark. Can, can I ask, Danny, are, are the gloves made from a different rubber than the fish? I think fish hands was brilliant, and I don't feel like I'm getting any credit. <laughs> this is your fault for making the fish uh, hollow on the inside. I didn't say that they were hollow on the inside. I just assumed he was really good at gutting them. That's true. Um, so yeah, we take the we take the rubber gloves and we put the we put hands on the shark and try and take off that gear. 
Yeah, you're pretty sure, uh, at least according to Pokemon, this is how electricity works. Yep. So um, you, you, even when this much water is involved in the process, you keep the rest of your body firmly in the dinghy, you stick your hands in, submerge only to the wrists with the gloves on, and you head towards the shark. Its jaws are open, its teeth are glinting at you with a metallic menace. The sparks are shooting off it, but you reach around the side and you grab that gear out. The shark is still moving, but the electrical field dies down, and you have a gear. GBC, do we think this gear goes in that divot with the button? Well, that's what I was, that was the only thing that I was thinking was the gear might be related to the button. Let's go over to the button and see what we see. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a, be, uh, a little indent of circle shape right next to that button. Is it gear sized? Please tell me it's gear sized. <laughs> it is okay. Perfectly gear sized. We eat the gear and push the button. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh no! And no, it's okay because then you just press your stomach into the indent. It's the right shape. Oh, now. Yeah. that's how it works. It got yeah. to that stomach fast. Uh, <laughs> I've watched cartoons. Uh-huh, your stomach uh-huh. takes the shape of what you eat. You press in that gear. You press down on that button, and a little flap pops open in the wall. There's a secret little compartment here. You peek in you're wondering what sort of treasures you might find and inside is a roll of duct tape hmm. great we tape uh lalani uh, <laughs> like gagger throw, <laughs> throw in the in water, water. <laughs> we tape up the oxygen tank where the slash is um so that it's usable yeah you fix up that tube that was all cut up and it looks like now it's in a relatively usable condition awesome should you need to breathe underwater you probably can okay all right. So the the big mystery here is which one of these eight, I think eight tunnels under mm-hmm. the water mm-hmm. we, we have to pick because I well, feel like that's what, all we have left, right? Well, now with the oxygen tank, we can take a look. So we, t- we put on the oxygen tank, uh, take a big hit like Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet, and we go down to the tunnels to see what we can see down there. Yep, Leilani wishes you goodbye and says, yep, look, let's be honest, it's more important you get out of here than me. And you go down, you take a look. All right, uh, where would you like to start? Um, so how are the, is it like four in one row and below four other rows? Like- no, it is straight up eight in one row. Straight up so, eight in one row, okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess we just, do you want to just take the first one? Well, so eight corresponds to the cloud wall. The pattern is of it's eight across. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can we just, Go down from left to right, check out each eight, each one of these eight. All right, so you enter the leftmost tunnel, and it's pretty dark in here, but there is a dim red light that's guiding you to the end. And when you get there, you find yourself, uh, it opens up in a small, still submerged circular room, sort of circular, uh, with three new tunnels that come off it. One in the north wall, straight ahead of you, one on the northeast diagonal, and one to the east. Uh, when we look down them, do we see lights in, in down each one of those? It looks like there may still be the same sort of level of light coming from and them. And it's not a pul- it's, pulsing it's a light. It's just, like, it's just like a red light. You, you know what? It kind of does look like there's some faulty wiring going on in the tunnels as you progress. But the one that you just came through was not blinking at all. So let's see. So storm blinked twice. White blinks three times, Wispy blinks four times. And that storm was the first buoy, white was the second, Wispy was third. So this m- And you have your map as well. So we have the map. So to start, it's it's the second hole over, but it's also like the fourth row down. 
So I'm not sure how that. So let let's head out. Let's yeah. let's let's head back out. Okay. And we just want to look in any of these tunnels, any of these uh, first eight tunnels, and mm-hmm. do any of these first eight tunnels have um, two flash red lights in them? These first tunnels that you go into, none of them seems to have any flashing whatsoever. So we might start that that start with but in the circle, but with the arrow upward. It might that could mean to start in that empty bubble, but it could also mean we start there and then head to this next bubble. So that I think maybe we start in that first tunnel we were just in with the red light, and then from there it's going to let us know how to move. Okay, let's Is try that it fair? out. Yeah. So we go we go back in that first uh, tunnel with the red light, and can you describe us the three new tunnels we saw? So there's one coming off the north, one coming off the northeast, and one the east. Yep. So that check that correlates exactly with the map. So we want to go where the arrow is pointing us on the map, which is to the northeast one. East. Yeah, northeast. All right. And then we're going to follow you the obey lights. Obey the map. You head to the northeast. This tunnel does indeed have more red light, except the further you get into it, the more you notice this bulb is a bit stuttery. You notice it flicker three times before it dies. So three times is white, so we want to go to the east. Uh, yes, tunnel to the east. Nice. And before, before the... we leave, yep. we do talk to the stuttering light, and we say, you're great. There's no need to feel any shame. Watch the King's Speech. It's an amazing movie. It might change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you should give it tips. Uh, other things I've heard uh, have some singing practice. Apparently, Aww. that can help. Learn to speak in other accents. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's a thing <laughs> that can help. And according to fascinating. Scatman John, a scat and a stutter are the same thing. So yeah. just start scatting. Oh. There's so many possible solutions. Why does anyone still have this problem? <laughs> Come on. That is not trying hard enough. <laughs> we do not agree with the views of this, uh, the host of the show. Uh... <laughs> All right, you keep obeying the instructions. You take the East Passage, and this one starts flickering too. Flicker, 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 flicker four times. Four times is wispy. So we have North and we have have, uh, Southeast. In this one, actually, you notice, I probably should have specified, you were quick off the gun in the last one. Uh, These new tunnels that you go into just have ones for the main cardinal directions. Just North, Southeast, West. Okay. Oh, perfect. That makes things so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I, we north. We north it up. You head north. This one flickering twice. Storm. We want to go um, east. Next one. Three times. Three times. That's going to be white. That's also going to be east. Four times. That's no, going to be I'm a north. Turned, I'm all turned around and lost. It's so. going to be a north for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Next one flickering twice. That's going to be an east, or as I like to call it, right. <laughs> my, da- my dad, when he'd give directions, he'd be like, yeah, go go uh, uh, east on this road. I'm like, the road that I've been going on my entire life, I have no idea which direction <laughs> east is. <laughs> Tell me right or left. My, my favorite is when someone's giving directions and they're like, well, as the crow flies, I'm like, my man, I'm in a car. So can you give me car directions and not crow directions? I can try, but people will be very upset. Yeah. If someone's telling me to go like northeast, I'm like, hold on, I'm trying to get to Wendy's, not Pirate Treasure. Slow down. Just tell me how to get. <laughs> Just drive 200 paces northeast. Although Wendy was in Peter Pan, Peter Pan That's famously true. fought Smee. Smee was a great pirate. Oh. God, sorry, did he? <laughs> all right. I hope we all remember where we were. Yes, sure we we're, on a, we're on a dark and stormy. All right. Uh, the next one flickers twice. Uh, we're going to go south. South. Thank God we are in the right place. Four times. Four times to the That's east. That's going to be east. Three times. 
East. East again. Three times. North. Four times. <laughs> and our oxygen gives out. And we go north uh, one more time north, to the finish. Your clothes are heavy. Your legs are tired from all of this kicking, but you reach the end of a tunnel and you see a ladder leading up, up and out of the water. You climb, you're exhausted beyond belief, you take out the oxygen tube and you find you're you know, sort of indoors now. And at the top of the ladder, there's a metal door. On it are written the words, access only to those who have taken a big risk. And the door is locked and it needs a key to open and you could not be more furious right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So take a big risk. Hmm. Of course, in Risk, the game, you always want to try and control Australia first. That's the number one strategy. Our two hosts are from Australia. I've been trying to control Australia this whole entire podcast, and it has not been working out. <laughs> so, JP I feel very controlled right now. <laughs> so, JPC, let's each take a risk with our Australian hosts, and I'm going to say, hey, you two. Oh, no. This has been a this has been an absolute delight. Thanks for having us. That's, what are you saying? What is, you know, what's the risk here? What do you think we do to people who compliment us? It took us? a lot of courage and risk to break the fourth wall and talk to, our, <laughs> to the host directly, so I feel like that should be the key to success. Okay, I will also take a risk. Perth, more like piss. <laughs> <laughs> Never been? That's not that big a risk. A, that's okay. We're East Coasters. Okay, no, one's, there's no, like, no one's bothered there's by like that. like 50 people living in Perth. What's the chance <laughs> of JPC's a flat perther, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, so did did we miss a key at some point? Oh boy, did, did you miss a key? We have to take a risk. There so, must have been some sort of risk that you didn't take okay, somehow. Okay, so despite all of your attempts to throw each other into fungus, so we go we go all the way back through the door, which of course was south south north. We go uh, yep, yep. we go back to the main area. Leilana is probably dead, and we bury her, or we just we just kind of let the mold take her away. Um, we, JPC, uh -huh. correct me if I'm wrong, before we do it, I, I check in with my, uh, my JPC brain and I say, I think we should swim into the mouth of the shark. Is it big enough to just maybe dip our hand into the mouth of the shark or are we swimming all the way inside? If, if we, if we sits, we fit, if we fits, we sits. So I if think we, we fits, we sits. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Can our body fit through the all shark right. mouth? About the top half of it can. Yeah. And that's all the shark really needs usually. That's true. <laughs> We got we got to straddle. We got to jump on top of that shark Ooh. so that we can safely reach inside. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That doesn't sound like a risk to me. <laughs> All right, uh, you rodeo this shark apparently, mm -hmm. and uh, you stick your arm in from above as far as it will go, and the shark, its mouth stays wide open. It does not clamp down. Phew. Its programming did not know how to actually deal with an intruder, so you stick it in, and you feel something right at the back of that shark's throat. You grab it, you pull, and there is a copper-colored key. Yeah, baby. Okay, now what does this unlock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we go back, we get that oxygen take back, hope to God there's no some oxygen in there. We waste a lot of time. Uh, and, and try the key on that door. Yep, Leilani waves you and says, go, save yourself. Who, who and are you? You go back. We had completely forgotten about you. I'm sorry. You're who? Deborah. <laughs> you go back through all of those tunnels. You climb up the ladder back to the open door, and we are into the conclusion, which Bill is yet to hear as well. Oh, yeah, what's going on? You take out your key. You stick it into the door. The door swings open inward with the weight of an entrance to a sacred treasure vault. Oh, yeah. There's light coming from the other side, proper building interior light, not flashing tunnel light. 
You push the door the whole way open, and a tremendous roar of a cheering crowd envelops you. It all happens so fast, you register only flashes of images without really taking them in. A table of food, a banner, champagne bottles, faces. Some faces you recognize, some you don't. Happiness, a few tears, but a lot of happiness. That Leilani over there, how did she get in? Damn it. <laughs> you see, Samantha, the sound engineer, Colin from Long Continental, Haley from the bakery, Scott and the King Solvers. These are all characters that you totally know. <laughs> Scott! Scott! <laughs> and you feel a painful pang. Yeah, Blake, your fiancé, is here too. Ugh. Grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> your eyes manage to gain focus on the banner above everyone's head long enough to read the letters. That's a wrap. Leilani's walking towards you. No limp, no mobility issues whatsoever. Ah, excellent work. I don't think that could have gone any better. Her voice is different. It just sounds... Crisper somehow. Ah, oh, you wouldn't believe how stuck some people get with that shark. Your numbers have been a bit middling, but I think by the time we're about midway through airing the season, you'll shoot right up there. She claps you on the back and saunters off to join another group. You are rooted to the spot, but that hardly matters. People approach you, congratulating you, telling you how much they're going to miss you after today. You're starting to understand that you've been set up a bit more than you thought at the beginning of all this, but there's still some fog. Nothing quite makes sense yet. And then Blake is the one who comes up to you. You have an awkward greeting hug. Well, awkward on your end. Blake seems perfectly comfortable. Ah, oh, you did so great. The wedding. Oh, that is going to blow their minds. We weren't sure if you'd run away or if you'd wait until after I arrived, but I think you made the right choice. Some people stick around and then get into a huge shouting match, and I don't know, it just makes everyone come out of it looking like a jerk. Your way was good. Dramatic in the right way. You're trying to listen, but it's just not there. You need this spelled out for you in words you can understand. Blake, I know this has been awful, but... Awful? Are you kidding? I've loved every second of it. O okay, but I'm still so confused. Please, please help me out here. Explain what I'm missing. So it all started when I went to an escape room. I noticed cameras. I found out there was this TV show. Mm, yep, Blake nods. Life Simulator. Or should I say, Long Continental and Jim Gordon's Presents Life Simulator. Sure, whatever. And then I started getting these notes and plastic shapes. Oh, yep, the blue triangles. They're going to be promotional items. You know, the kind where if you find one in your chip packet, you win a prize. Yep, whatever, whatever. And then I got out. I escaped. Didn't I? Yeah. Blake nods again. Sure, that's always how the last season goes. Soon as ratings get a little wobbly, the escape starts. You make it out into the real world. Happy ending. And it's amazing how the human mind works because you really believed you weren't being recorded anymore, even when the cameras were right in your face. Always the way. Funny, isn't it? And you start to think, and you realize, yeah, every spy camera that you saw, how did you recognize it? The red flashing lights? Red flashing lights. And then we did a series of tunnels with red flashing lights? You have been surrounded by them this entire time. The boys had oh, red flashing lights on them? God. Oh, my God. They weren't even hiding it from you. No wonder everything was so convenient, yet horribly <laughs> inconvenient at the same God. time. You're feeling a lot of things right now, but somehow there's one little thing from what Blake just said that grabs you and made you feel maybe a little insulted. What do you mean my ratings were wobbly? <laughs> Blake shrugs. 
Look, it happens with all shows eventually. Sometimes it takes one season, sometimes ten. Wrapping up when that happens is better than being cancelled. Oh, don't worry. The network's not firing you. No, no, no. They don't do that to their stars. You get heaps of compensation for all your hard work. Plenty of money, an honorary title at Life Simulator. Look, it's basically a huge promotion. It's the kind where you don't have to do anything anymore except maybe show up to interviews once or twice when the next season starts. Next season. Oh, well, yeah, says Blake. You know, you're done. The next one begins. The conversation peters out after that. You don't really have much to say. More people come by to hug you or shake your hand, they offer you food and drinks, but you can't stomach a bite. And Brian, the escape room owner, shoots finger guns at you before waving goodbye. Yeah, great. Everyone's behaving so normally, like this is a regular job, nothing weird about it, no horrible ethical dilemmas. And then someone taps you on the shoulder, and there is a voice in your ear. You aren't taking it well, are you? You whirl around. The speaker isn't someone you recognize, but they aren't smiling like everybody else. Who are you? You ask, and they answer, Well, I suppose in many ways, I'm you. And I, and a few other yous, have been hoping you could help us stop all this from happening again. And that's the end of this story. Yeah! <laughs> what?! Escape This Podcast is part of Consume This Media. Head to consumethismedia.com for all of our podcasts. And make sure to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we'll chat with our guests about this escape room.